What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steady Talk Podcast. Um, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a very special guest today, but before we get into that, just want to um, go ahead and just plug in a few things. If you haven't already, check out our Patreon. Um, if you're willing to donate on there, all of the donations go straight back to the podcast because eventually we would like to do, um, you know, like get a, get equipment for better mics, better audio, um, and then eventually do visual stuff as well. So all of that is in uh, the link in our Instagram um, on the Steady Talk podcast. But we will get into it. We'll keep it short and sweet. Chandler, if you want to kick it off. Yeah, this is your host, uh, Chandler Jacobs and Connor, Connor Balky, and we are hosts of Steady Talk Podcast. We have a wonderful guest, my cousin and professional social worker, Jamie Waymeyer. Um, we are super excited for this one. It hits close to close to my heart. I know she's excited. Thank, thank you so much for, for coming on, and, uh, feel for, and please introduce yourself. Well, first, thanks so much for uh, welcoming me to um, to your podcast. I told Chandler right after I listened to your first one, I was like, I think I'm too old for your uh, no. your podcast. So uh, I'm super excited to be able to chat with you guys. I am um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I've been in the field for what feels like my whole life, um, 25 plus years at this point. And um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a I'm a, I'm hopefully a friend to to folks, and um, and hopefully um, I help guide people on their journey as they move through um, the hard things that can happen in life, as uh, I am intimately aware of. And um, because of what's happened to me, I'm here today. I think chatting with you guys. Yeah, of course. So, what kind of I guess was there any anything that kind of struck you early on to want like to want to do social work, or was it something at a young age that you had? always really wanted to do or like, where'd you get your degree and things like that? You know, I, um, I always tell folks, like I thought, um, through when I was in, in high school, I thought I was actually going to major in business. That was, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to make a lot of money. That's yeah. my big goal in life. <laughs> yeah. So I know I'm going to need to be a business major for that. And then right. I went to college and took, a my first business course. And I was like, I am definitely not going <laughs> to major in business. That is not my jam at all. So really, really, if I reflect back on it, um, through most of my my um, teenage years, I, I had a thing for helping people. Like yeah. that was always yeah. important to me to be that friend that was a listener and um, and offer guidance. And and I had a specific situation with a with a family friend who had a psychotic break. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, when she was a, a teenager, and the family really welcomed me into their journey and their journey into advocacy and going to the to um, Jeff City to. Um, to really, you know, fight for the rights of folks who have disabilities. And, and that was kind of it for me. Like, I, I was like, I think I'm supposed to do something in this field. I had no clue what it was, but something was supposed to happen. Right. And you and you mentioned, we've talked before at one point, because I was kind of looking for a new job and whatnot. So how do you, if someone were to be interested in starting, how do you get a start in that? What, 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 where do you go for your best connections? Or, you know, what's it like getting started in that field? Yeah, so I think um, for me, I learned things after I was already in school. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology and um, frankly, really could do nothing with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, I did not know that (laughs) until I was trying to get a job and they were like, no. Um, and so, so if I were to change courses, if I would have known what I know now, I would have started with my bachelor's in social work only because um, it's 
to me, it's easier to go from there and transition into getting your master's in social work. And that opens, especially now in, with, with everything that's happening in the world of mental health, yeah. um, having your, your, your master's in social work opens a lot of doors for you that, um, that maybe were closed whenever I was getting my degree. Do you, do you see a lot, has the, the, the field of social work, do you see a lot, a lot of people still continuing to like pursue that type of career? Because I know it's not for, definitely for the faint of heart. And so, um, sadly, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say I don't think enough people are because we are in such a crisis right now yeah. with folks who are really struggling with um, life, yeah, you yeah. know, really. Yeah. And, um, and there are every... Every organization that I go into and do consultation with mm-hmm. has open positions. There's just not enough people to yeah. fill those those positions, um, and so no, I don't think there's enough enough folks, frankly, your age, going into that field. Yeah, yeah. And I think COVID too had a large part mm-hmm. to play in a lot of the issues that we're having right now. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, even over probably the past year or so. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of young individuals, um, you know, in particularly men, um, you know, taking their own lives and, and things like that. And it's just, you know, it's it's hard to, because I mean, like with COVID, we, no one ever ex- expected anything like that. And so with the individuals that um, get the help outside of the home and things like that when everything got shut down and everyone was just isolated and, and stuck like of course some people uh well I, I mean some people thrived in it to a certain extent from like maybe like a business standpoint or something like that but it also affected a lot of people mentally um, sure. i mean it, it affected i would say me for sure because like all like gyms closed right. um and at least for chandler and i and i I assume you're pretty active as well. I have to go hiking and, and things like that. I know it was hard because, like, the gyms would close, but then, like, the liquor store would stay open. <laughs> right. You know, things like that. <laughs> What's and, wrong and, with this picture? Right. And I, yeah, and I remember at the time, I was, I was living in Overland Park, and um, my apartment complex was right next to um, kind of like a, a suburb area. And since, you know, we, we couldn't work out, I would just go on walks or even runs all the time. And... Um, like every Friday on trash day, there was the recycle bin, you know, full of liquor bottles, full of wine bottles and things like that. And it just didn't make sense as to like, you know, how that like we're allowing this to, to how it could be a good thing. Right. For sure. Um, question on, question on that. I remember me and Jamie talked very closely, I think during the pandemic or closely right after, and I'll say she opened me back up to therapy um a lot of times like a lot of people like to shut out look going to a professional seeking out a professional and yeah. thinking it's maybe not a glamorous thing but i only went a few times and it was very constructive and it helped a lot and i'm very thankful for that and not only jamie for opening my eyes to that so mm-hmm. to everyone out there go go seek out that professional help i'd say because it it, it helps a lot yeah even if you're not really struggling with anything super specific, like I think everyone could benefit from uh, just sitting down and having someone listen. Is that something yeah. you recommend a lot as in your field? Yeah, so you guys are hitting on things that are really um, important, yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. now, that are really important to me. First of all, um, you know, Connor, what you said, like, um, like your struggles, 
and then and then also the fact that suicide rates are increasing yeah. and certainly um, I mean Chandler knows this about me um, young men and their healing are my jam like that is my thing I want um, I know through our experience, which I probably should just say, our experience, huh, Chan? Um, yeah. I mean, it's open. You're open to it. Yeah. Right you know, I'm always, yeah. I'm always open to talk about Jake. So, um, um, so five years ago, I my life was changed. Chandler's life was changed. I would venture to say as well. When um, my 17 year old son Jake was murdered by one of his um, friends, and that's the nicest word I can use for him, quite honestly. Um, when that happened, you know, I was already a social worker. I was already doing work around trauma. And um, one of the things that helped me in my healing and still helps me today in my healing is Jake's friends. And um, and his brother, his brother Zane, who was 15 when it happened, um, watching them find themselves after such a traumatic thing has really, um, has really helped me to heal, but also has helped me to know that there is not enough... Uh, normalcy around young men saying i am struggling i am in pain i need help and so um which is what i think connor then you see in the midst Mm -hmm. of something like covid that is foreign to every single one of us right um how do we manage that and and if we don't have the resources the supports the things in our life um we see some tragic tragic endings because of that Um, certainly and I think, I think too, a lot of younger men struggle with opening up about their issues just because a lot of times they get backlash. And, and there, there are times, too, where, I mean, luckily, at least for me and for Chandler, we have a tight-knit group to where mm-hmm. if we are struggling with something, we have the ability to go do that. But I know, and I'm sure there are some guys that don't have, have that, uh, like, friend group or that's, you know, that person that they can go talk to. Instead, it's just like, you know, oh, toughen up, you know, or you're being Absolutely. a wimp, or, you know, some other, you know, choice words and, and things like that. And, um, so, I mean, every, I, everyone, you know, has their own struggle. Like, when I was in college, um, I lost my friend. Uh, Bradley and I weren't super close, but he lost his life due, due to drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I think at the time he was 25 or, or 26. Um, but I remember that moment I, when we were I was still attending Warrensburg, um, and I remember seeing him, um, like we went out downtown or, or something like that, and I remember seeing him and he just didn't look well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to talking to him and, and things like that, and it never really like crossed my mind. And, and then like within six months later, that happened and it's just like you kind of feel like a little bit of of guilt but once again like you don't know unless like no one's gonna know unless you say something right right so i feel like um and then you know also suicide not only affects you know the individual taking their own life but it affects so many more people um in that sense and so i kind of felt like a small sense of of guilt like having a conversation with him and not like being in the right state to be like Bradley doesn't you know he doesn't look you know he doesn't look well right and so well Connor I think that's really normal I mean I'll say anytime we go through something traumatic like that any any sort of a traumatic loss um, I feel like 
we have guilt that pops into our head no matter no matter how close we were or how, how far apart like i have my own demons that i battle around um, losing jake i suspect yeah. that chan would say some things too like if i only would have done this if only this would have happened yeah. um, and i know his friends would say the same yeah. and in reality that's just us trying to figure out how to make sense of all that's happened how to you know and and that's yeah. because it's not the normal yeah. normal uh, process of life if yeah. you will and with young males too I, you know they're so good at hiding it yeah and, and oftentimes it's the person that you least expect it's the guy that's you know making everybody laugh and things like that but then then you many, know many examples of people like that right right but then when everyone leaves the room it's like you know it's a whole different dichotomy of who the individual not really of who the individual is but like what what they're thinking and processing and what they're going through and i think Nowadays, too, I mean, not only COVID, but social media plays such a large role in that because, I mean, you know, false vision, false, false vision of false gratification, right, and things like that, and, and hate comments and, and things like that. So it's it's just going to continue unless, you know, luckily we have individuals like you that are trying to, you know, to help out with, with a lot of it. But And I'd, I'd say, too, with traumatic loss, after a while, you may have to cope with it, mm. but I've learned the best way is just to live as if you, I guess not impress somebody, but you know, for them, you know, yeah. alongside them. You know, you think about sometimes you're in the, in the dumps, mm. but then you're like, well, he, she never had that opportunity either Jake never had that opportunity so sometimes when like that kind of I'll say it kicks myself in the butt in my own mental head to say dude you're you're okay you you got like he he helps me all the time still and it's it's and like that's kind of how I've turned that I guess say my own guilt into something more positive and constructive yeah, and I think um, I think that that's a really interesting part of what my journey's been too. Chandler is, um, you know, when I when I left my work and started um, doing my own thing, this consulting and coaching and and, and presenting, um, I did that, and I would even say when I was presenting, like, um, this is Jake's legacy. I want to do this for Jake, and that is still true today. But as a part of my journey, what I also recognize is. I'm doing it for me as well. Like I, I want to leave a legacy. I want to make a difference. And so, um, and, and I think that that's just like this healing process. Like Jake's always alongside me and same as you, yes. like, you know, on those days that I'm really struggling, I let myself struggle, but then I'm going to get up in the next morning and say, okay, how do I move through this? And, um, not, not just for him, right. yeah. you know, for me, for Zane, for, my boys for jeff for everybody yeah for the family like there's there's more to it than um than that and as you say like such a traumatic loss like suicide impacts everyone and that's the same thing we would say about this like this our our family loss impacted our family our community our i mean it impacted lots of folks and so um how do you move through that loss is a is a challenge would you say like um you said your specialty was kind of geared towards uh, like younger males and things like that. Has it always been that way, or did it kind of, did that kind of switch when 
Well, let me say that it's not my specialty. So I'm not a therapist I um, at this moment. I, I am, I'm a clinician, but I don't do like individual therapy with folks. Um, I always tell folks I could start a really professional referral service though, because <laughs> I do try and get people connected with people that I care about. So, so what I do now is I do um, coaching and, um, and presentations on trauma and its impact and on building resilience. And so, um, what, and no, I did not have... I mean, I had two boys. I was a boy mom. Yeah. I mean, I was a boy mom, yeah. and, and <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, but I really didn't know. Uh, gosh, I didn't know um, how Jake's loss would impact his friends and Zane until I was living in that moment and watching them live in that moment. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew it because because I did the work, but I didn't really know how society doesn't embrace young men who are going through struggles. Just the thing that you said, yeah. suck it up. It's been a year. Why aren't you feeling better? You know, right. well, maybe it's going to be 20 years and I'm yeah. still going to have, yeah. Yeah. Um, have some days that are harder than others. And that's okay. So, yeah, I would say definitely um, I, helping young men heal is, some, is something that has happened after losing Jake, certainly. And then I'll say this now, since we were talking about uh, Inspire, Hope, and Healing, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Jamie's uh, LLC, her, right, your your business, your brand. So I'll, I'll drop that in here now. We'll probably talk about it later as well. But uh, thank you for doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am, um, you know, I have a thing. If I can, if I can inspire one person to feel better, then um, I've made a difference in my day. Yeah. So... I think, I think too, that's, you know, what the, just the world in general is, is lacking right now mm-hmm. is just the love and care for, like, other individuals. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and that goes within every spectrum, like, you know, religion, um, politics, all of that type of stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, I mean, the list goes on of, of the things that, that are affecting people, um, you know, friends lost, you know, family members, you know, just because you think this one way and I don't now, I don't like you, things like that. And it just, hopefully we can get to a point where, I, I don't know if really say like go back to normal, but like as a kid growing up, like, you know, you go to school, after school, you ride your bikes with your buddies, um, you go jump on the trampoline, you go fishing in the creek, things like that. And, and I really think, like I said before, like social media has taken that to a whole new level of just having access to so many negative things. It can be great for a lot of positive as well, but I think there's just so much, like, I think it was, it was New Year's Eve two years ago, I deleted Twitter just because like it Twitter for me personally is just such a gateway of so much negativity yeah. and, and things like that. And so I haven't had it for a couple of years and it's been super nice to kind of disconnect from that. So you're kind of talking about, I'd say, you know, when you're a kid, you live in the fantasy land and then you kind of join the real world. Yeah. So that, that makes me think a good, another question for Jamie would be for myself, how, since we're, since people are just in the real world, what are just some, I guess, everyday things you could do to help yourself, you know, relax, meditate, 
you know, clear your head and help relieve some of those external stresses. Journaling. What do you what What do you recommend, or what would you say, or what do you do? Yeah, so I do a, I do a, um, different things. Um, one um, thing that I definitely do is um, exercise, um, work out, try and eat healthy most days. I yeah. am also a foodie, so that is a conflict of interest sometimes. It's a balance. <laughs> it is a balance, yeah. But I also do believe in balance, too. I, I, I don't believe, um, I believe life is too short to, um, you know, not eat the pasta. So, um, so um, definitely, um, I've had to find a, a real balance in that. And I know, like, my brain and body really suffers when I'm not eating well and when I'm not exercising. So, um, so doing that, some of the things that I've learned probably most recently, and honestly, during COVID, I had to step my game up because it was very triggering for me to be in that situation because of what I had been through. And I just thought my brain was starting to stabilize when somebody was like, now you can't do anything. Um, And so for me, I had to do a lot of personal work there. So one of the things that I really, um, I try and do at least once a week is like take a walk without my headphones in, without music, um, and just notice nature, notice sounds, notice things like that. That's a kind of a form of like meditation where you don't have to work at it and think at it so hard, Um, which I know sounds silly, but um, before I lost Jake, I had to, I taught people about mindfulness, but I hated mindfulness. I hated meditation. I was scared of journaling. Like Mm -hmm. all those things really overwhelmed me. Um, But that is actually what our brains need most to stay healthy and to stay resilient what I had to learn to do is like figure out what works for me and not be so overwhelmed by it. So like journaling, I am, I'm not really a journaler, but I have learned um, to use, like I would practice gratitude in my head. um, But I started writing gratitude on a piece of paper, uh, like every day, like that's how I start my day. What are three things you're grateful for? What are your three goals for the day? Um, What is your affirmation for the day? That's it. That's journaling. That's mindfulness. That's taking a minute for yourself. It doesn't take even five minutes out of my day. I can do that, and that doesn't feel overwhelming to me. Um, so that's a really big thing that I that I I would recommend to folks. I think it's really cool, frankly, that your your generation. <laughs> I hate to, I'm really aging myself by even saying that, but but um, there's more allowance for those conversations than there ever was before. Um, I think where we can talk about it and not like I can say, hey. Chan, download this app. It's a it's an app that um, has really great three minute breathing exercises in it, and it can help you. You know, there's just um, that's where I think you know technology has come into play to help us help, yeah. to bring some of those those things to us. But the I'd say the that's the hardest thing to do sometimes is sitting down. Like you said, you were scared and you hated mindfulness and all those things makes you think about because you know I struggle with it I'm sure everyone struggles with it it's hard to sit down with yourself mm-hmm. and actually think about your thoughts yeah. and then try and create something constructive out of it in order to ease your own mind yeah and that's what's so interesting about when you say finding what works because that's truly what it is yeah. I like we kind of make our bed in the morning because it's like the small thing there's a mm-hmm. great book make your bed by an admiral, uh, make your bed in the morning, takes 10 seconds, doesn't you have to be folded, just clean it up, swish swash, it's a small you already start your task for the yeah. day, and then, like you said, writing things down, I started doing that a lot more, and it helps me stay calm when I don't know what to do. Yeah, 
I just I I just started following Matthew McConaughey on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read his book or listened to his book, I've heard he has some great audios. His book Green Lights okay. is amazing. Actually, um, Jeff Zane and I, and so Zane is you know he's twenty, and then Jeff and I, um, my husband and I, we listened to it uh, on a road trip. All three of us loved it. Um, he's kind of crazy, but also inspirational. Oh, yeah, sure. But um, the day I started following him on Instagram, he had a little tip on there. He was like, when you do your to-do list in the morning, make sure you put things on there that you can check off no matter what. So like drink a really good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I do that every morning. I can check that off. Not like go run 10 miles. Right. Like, uh-huh. like you can have that on your list. Yeah, I mean, but at least, you know, if you don't run 10 miles, at least you had a really good cup of coffee. At least you... Um, you know, texted a friend today or, you know, just, and I was like, oh, that's a really easy thing that I can do. things that can impact your day in like a large. And it still makes you practice gratitude. It's kind of slid because, oh, I just, I had a really good cup of coffee. Yeah, Yeah. I accomplished something that day. You know, two things went bad. One thing went really good. Yeah, and then I think eventually though too, like those become daily habits of like, um, you know, like, like Chandler, you were just doing 75 hard and, and it gets to the point of, of like where, you know, you do the things every day. So then at that point, whenever you're finished, it's not like, that's just your life. That's just how that's you right. live. So, you know, like, oh, I got to make my bed in the morning. It's just something as soon as you get up, it's done. Like you go before you, like for me, like right before I hop in the shower, you know, I'll put some coffee on the pot. So when I get out, you know, it's, it's there and fresh, you know, while I'm making breakfast. And things like that and so um, I think one thing I want to touch on too is how you were saying like how eating healthy mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't understand how that can impact your life so much by what you put into your body mm-hmm. um, can not only like like you know help your mental but also like clear skin it makes you feel better because I'm at the point now where it's like if I eat like a pizza pizza or like a burrito from Taco Bell I just feel like a, you know a giant pile a of slug yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, I don't think I ever like truly realized how much that that impacted me before until I really started getting into fitness like a couple years ago and I remember there was one instance where um, I was at work and they, my, my boss had ordered a whole bunch of pizza. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll have, I had like, I think two slices and I, I was just like, I felt sick like the, the entire night. Um, Your body kind of starts to reject, reject stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, you had, you started kicking fitness in the butt. I, I'll shout Jamie out here. <laughs> I, I know, I want you to talk about your your like fitness journey because I it's it's it was awesome and she worked with a great coach as well shout out Kevin shout out to Kevin um yeah so um so I'll say this I um I was always you know it was easy for me to like just maintain my health my weight whatever you know for most of my life having two kids even that was easy relatively speaking um and and you know there was periods of time where like I would run for a little while and work out for a little while and I'd stop and and then, um, and then, you know, I hit, I was coming up on 50, quite frankly, and um, I was in the middle of COVID. And uh, as you say, um, you know, I saw all the, the um, empty liquor bottles in the recycle bin. Yeah. Well, you probably saw my ice cream, empty ice cream containers, because yeah. that was my thing. Like, 
every night I'm gonna have myself a bowl of ice cream and again I like to cook that's my comfort and so mm-hmm. I you know I was cooking up some killer meals in the beginning of COVID and my body was feeling it like I did not feel well during during COVID and so um, so I decided um, I, I actually one of my friends who um, he was um, getting ready to retire from um, from the police department he got his training certificate in the midst of that and he started and he became a trainer nice. and um, and I knew him from high school he's a, a friend from high school and I kept seeing him post all these things on Facebook about him his training and his working at a you know at a gym as a coach and I was like if you text him Jamie it's it like because I know his personality <laughs> yeah. you're going in you're all in you don't have a choice so one night I just did it and sure enough like he immediately texted me back he's like can you come in tomorrow and meet to talk about like oh I'm so stuck now (laughs) yeah so but I tell you what a powerful transformation that was for me because um I did I did lose weight yes definitely and it it was a, a strict meal plan and like you said once you do it for a certain period of time like those are the things that are just a part of how I eat now so like I I'm very mindful of what I eat for breakfast and lunch every single day it doesn't mean i don't have cheat meals but yeah instead of like oh i'm on a diet you know yeah it's just like i try to eat healthier right right and i didn't know like i i i mean he would if he was sitting here he'd probably be like this girl she texted me more than any other client i've had because i didn't know any of the language of like healthy living (laughs) like i really didn't know i didn't know what calorie deficit meant i didn't know what macros and micros meant i didn't know anything and Mm -hmm. so he would um he gave me this meal plan and also I like to eat for yeah. real. And so this meal plan, I was like, oh, ha, ha, there's no way I'm going to survive this. Right. Um, but survive I did. And um, and it has helped me in so many other ways in my mental health. Like just, mm. um, I mean, you guys both, you guys both are into fitness. I've listened to your podcast. Well, I know Chan is anyway, yeah. just because I know Chan, but I've listened to you guys talk about it and, and whatnot. But, um, but for me, like that's a way when I'm feeling um, out of control, when I'm feeling like, um, things are happening around me that I can't change. How I work out that day is something I can control. What I put in my body is something I can control. Yeah. Um, nobody is in charge of that but me. And so, um, so that's really helped my mental health and really helped me in my in my journey yeah. over the last. And that's one thing I've been trying to work on too. And I think I've said it before on one of the episodes, but um, nothing will truly change unless your mindset does. And so, for instance, like, because I mean, me starting out and growing up, I was always super, super skinny. And so it, it, I needed to get to that point where I was like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to start getting into fitness, like I'm going to have to seek out help. And I think that's, that's hard for any people that, you know, getting into that or that or even like looking yourself in the mirror, um, Cause I mean, like last week, Alex was like, "Yeah, there was a point where he was like working at McDonald's, and he just looked at himself in the mirror one morning. He's like, I need to make a change.' And I think that is the hardest part of it all. Is just like when you're by yourself, you're looking at yourself, and and you're like, how you know, how did I let this happen? Or like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to explain until you like actually." see it for yourself because for me it was one day I just like I got out of the shower and I was just there in the towel and I was like I have no muscle definition like, <laughs> whatsoever but then like 
I moved away from work and like a, a, a breakup kind of helped generate that like, okay, I need to start, you know, making a, a, a difference, otherwise nothing's gonna change. Yeah. Um, and so, did you did you have a moment like that where, where you were, either you looked yourself in a mirror or like? Oh, well, I mean, I'm old enough that I've had several moments like that, probably, <laughs> probably, but, yeah. um, but in particular for this, and I don't mean that like I'm like I'm so stinking old, but I just think that in our journey, like there's always going to be moments where it's like, okay, it's time for me to do something different. It's just like even starting starting um, an LLC and, and leaving the work that I had been at for, you know, 10 and a half years yeah, it, for me to say, okay, mm-hmm. it's time for, it's time to take a risk. It's time to do something yeah. different. Um, so, so for, as far as like this idea of, okay, you need to live healthier. You need to do that. That was, it, I will tell you, it was definitely spurred by being in the middle of COVID and really, really struggling um, with being triggered by, by my own trauma, by, by, you know, um, this loss of control that, that trauma survivors feel. Um, and so it was really me saying, how can you get your, get your shit back together? <laughs> like right. how, you know, if you don't do something now, it's only going to get worse. And I think that that was it for me. I'll tell you, it's funny. Cause you're like, you know, you were sitting by yourself and, and that's literally what happened is, um, Jeff and Zane were gone for the weekend and I was literally just sitting in the in the living room and I was like it's time they're not going to be happy with this meal plan but it's time (laughs) right I mean and so it was just that it was just that moment where I said okay it's you you have to figure out something different did they take part in it as well to like like was it kind of like a family thing or were they like already working on stuff like that or I didn't know if no I mean Zane Zane he he um was working out uh, but but the food well I'll say this um, Jeff has um, he has joined probably more since I've been done with the program as far as now actually they both eat the same like breakfast and lunch as I do pretty much especially Jeff he's he's pretty he does that um, a lot but uh, but I mean they were crying some tears Connor because like <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I mean Chandler will, will t- attest to this Jamie's food cook. is my thing yeah, like that is cook. how I show my boys I love she, them like I like to have all the boys over yeah, for food and um, so they were they were they they struggled with some hard times she made a delicious gumbo over rice the last time we got together yeah, yeah. we ate every stinking bit <laughs> yes you did pot. oh my gosh it was so delicious um <laughs> So you, that you were mentioned like trauma and kind of how you push through it. Um, what in your you work directly with kind of trauma care patients. What is what what is that conversation like to to help them kind of move on to that next step in the process and in the healing or, or the the self reflection kind of what we've been talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, um, because of like what I do now, it's a lot of, I do a lot of teaching. Just, I think a lot of us, um, a lot of people who have gone through trauma don't understand what trauma does to them. Um, And so a lot of what I do is teach them about what happens to their brain when they experience a traumatic situation that is not like, like bad things happen to all of us, but bad things don't change our brain and the way it functions trauma changes our brain and the way it functions and so and and survivors don't understand that and so sometimes when you just give them that piece of knowledge it's like oh my gosh i'm not crazy 
You know, like it makes sense now the way I'm responding when somebody says something to me. And so, um, so I do a lot of teaching around that. And then when we talk about like Chandler, you say, how do you teach them to move through it? Um, you know, some of the things, some of the things like around mindfulness, that's a big part of what, what um, I want people to understand. Like you have to learn to take care of your brain and body in a different way than what you probably have taken care of it. Uh, and then, and then for each of us, it's finding ways to, um, to trigger the right chemicals in our brain and body, um, quite honestly. And so, um, so I know that when my adrenaline is triggered because of trauma, it can be an overload. And when it's an overload, I act out of anger or I act out of fear. And I, and I do things that, um, that maybe I wouldn't do if I weren't in like, for lack of a better way of saying it, this adrenaline overload. And so what we want to do is like figure out ways to, to get like our endorphins triggered because our endorphins are our, our love hormones, yeah. our feel good hormones. Right. And so, um, so one of the easiest ways that I tell people to do this and, um, and I know people are probably so sick of me saying it, but is, um, being kind, being nice to people, yeah. that triggers the right endorphins yeah. in our brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so practicing random acts of kindness every day, like think of one thing you can do that is random, whether it be like opening the door for somebody as they go through. Um, when I'm out, like if I'm presenting and I notice somebody in the audience who's got some cool hairdo, I'll be like, your hair is rocking, I love it. Because here's the deal, it triggers my endorphins when that happens, right? But it also triggers their endorphins. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm paying it forward too. That's a part of the way we heal as well. Like, so for me, when I help somebody else, that helps with my healing process. Yeah. Um, and for trauma survivors, if you know, like when your bad times are, kick that kindness up a notch. Be really intentional during those times. So like June is, June is, a, is, the month that Jake was killed, June is the worst month for me. I don't think in 10 years, I don't think in 30 years. Um, June, I think I'll manage it differently, but it will always be a hard time for me. So I've learned that during the month of June, I kick up my kindness like a like a maniac. Like, um, like I'll intentionally go to Chick-fil-A. I don't even like Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but Jake loved Chick-fil-A. So I'll, I'll buy the person behind me Chick-fil-A just because... Yeah. Because it makes me feel good. It makes me think of Jake. But also, it's just a random act of kindness that, that kicks it forward. I'll buy Starbucks gift cards because also, it is pumpkin spice latte, his favorite season. <laughs> so, um, so um, I, you know, I would, I'll leave gift cards around random places for random people to find. Just doing something intentional triggers that, that part of your brain to function the way you want it to. Yeah. So. I'd say even just walking around and having, like, a smile on your face. Yes. Because, like, I, that's something that I, I love when you see someone and you look at them and they smile at you and you smile back or, like, you smile at them and then they yeah. smile back. Like, that is so such a simple way yes. to greet someone or see someone. But I'll catch myself. do I, do, I like to do that in everyday life. And it, it is it kind of makes you cherish the small things a little bit more, too. Like, oh, that guy's that guy or gal, they, they smile back at me. They wave back. Like, yeah. They're a random person, but... I might have, you might have made their day better or just laughing with the guy in the drive-thru. It's so true. Like that's, you made me think of this. Um, I just was at an organization last Friday um, to, um, to do um, some coaching with their staff. And, and I walked in the door. I'd never been there before. But like three of their staff members, they came out and they all were like, hi, and had the biggest smile. I was like, 
like this place. <laughs> like, they're so nice here. Um, but 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 we again, it just speaks to where we're at today. It doesn't happen enough right. in our times today that we're just yeah. kind to each other, just saying hello. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be commenting on somebody's shoes or like their shirt or something like that. Because it makes me feel good when when people compliment me. So it's like it's not going to be any different for anybody else if I do it do it with them too. Um, and so yeah, I think it it uh, is something that is is lacking today. And so um, I just I just like that's why I like being um, like an extroverted person and being in social settings, just like talking to people. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, at the bar having buddies over that you haven't seen in a while, or, um, or for instance, like, you know, Shane and I went to um, like, a, you know, a wedding um, in St. Louis, one of our good friends got married, and just seeing everyone that you haven't seen in a while, and it's just like, hey man, like you're looking, looking great. I can tell you, you know, I've been hitting the, hitting the gym or like, meeting their significant other for the first time. And it's just like, it's, for me personally, like when driving home, it just gave me so much more of like, appreciation appreciation, and like self-love for my myself and my friends because I know that I, that I have people that I love and cherish and they feel the same way about me. And so, you know, when you surround yourself with people that are like that, it, it speaks wonders for you know the, the way that, that I feel because like you know driving home I just played like upbeat like music and stuff like the entire time and it like got me excited to like get back home and and you know being around you know your buddies that you haven't seen in a while they're like hey you know I've, I've taken up this hobby like blah blah you, you should try it or, or like um, Friday like we all the guys we went golfing and it was one of those moments where it was like there's there's you know no music we were just out there small talk you know it's super quiet on the country club just hitting golf balls there might be a curse word from me every now and again because i'm not the greatest at golf but it was it's just moments like that where you know you do cherish you know those friendships and the small things of 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 life and unfortunately now as we get older you know, everyone's kind of starting to move away or they're starting, you know, families and things like that. But um, at least for me, that, that experience like over the weekend was just like super humbling just to understand that, that I have that support system when I need it. Because um, I know at times a lot of people may have it, but they don't want to take that step of being like, hey, buddy, I, I need help, you know. Yeah, and that's, you know, I mean, you really speak to, to me, one of the things that help people heal is connection, yeah. right? Connection to other people. And even if it's connection to one person, we have to have that in our life. And in fact, you know, there's a, there's a, a real truth to, you know, um, one person can make a difference between somebody living and dying. Like yeah. connection to one person, literally it can be that important. So that really speaks to that. And so when it, now the challenge for you, Connor, is because your your connections are everywhere, right? Because your friends yeah. are everywhere. So I'm um, having some intentionality about staying connected. And that doesn't mean you have to call them like me. I hate to talk on the phone. Like, yeah. please do not call me. Um, but I'm going to shoot you a text and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Or, yeah. hey, I saw your post. Man, your, your hair looks great. Or just... Because that's the way we stay 
um, connected with our people. You know, that's that's something actually I learned to do during COVID too to help myself. It's like yeah. I can't see my people. I can't. You know, my friends are who help me the most when I'm struggling, and I was told I can't see any of them, so I yeah. had to figure yeah, out yeah, different yeah. ways to connect with them, and, yeah. and uh, that's something I've kept up, though, yeah. since we can still get together. I'm like, but I can still just reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. I hope everything's all yeah. right. That was something I was thinking about, too, because um, my my junior year, um, I, had, I had three roommates. One of them was the one that got married this past weekend, um, and then... Two of the other ones were able to fly in um, from the states that they live in now, and it, it it made me think. I was like, man, all four of us haven't been together literally since the, since Trey and Ryan graduated, and so you know we were all like, you know, moving forward, we need to have a set weekend every year where you know we're gonna go to the the same place or we're gonna go to a different city and just like catch up and, and things like that and, and something that I'm very grateful for for my friends it's like I could not talk to them for six months but all it would take is a text and a phone call and it's like I just hung out with them last week and so that's one thing you know again that I'm super grateful for the small um, you know circle that I have and um, you know hopefully um, you know other individuals have that same that same type of friendships but if also if there's anybody listening to this that don't have that please reach out Chandler and I are no you know strangers we'll of, talk. Of, <laughs> of making new friends because <laughs> yeah. um, you know I've been through my struggles you know Chandler's been through through his we, struggles we all have our, we all have our struggles I'd say so yeah. and then social media you've talked a little bit of that tonight um, there is a lot of negativity on there but you got to like Again, also with what Jamie said, like look to spread the, the positivity yeah. around because just by saying something or commenting on someone's thing instead of you know looking at it or even if you, if there's a hater out there like commenting and saying you know this isn't good or or getting satisfaction from that instead of looking at it to down yourself find something that's uplifting on there and, and, and motivates you where you can comment on and say hey you look awesome in that. And, be intentional with your positivity so that that's why I think maybe social media could take a shift yeah. now because it's being like beat down so much but there's also so much positivity yeah. on there that doesn't get it's just getting, enough light of day yeah. Yeah. getting everybody like on the same train to like hey you know because I mean at, at the end of the day none of that's ever going to change unless unless it's a culture shift. change that but also the thing is too is I think a lot of the people that are leaving the negative comments are have their own issues that they don't know how to deal with. And so I think that too can kind of portray out to it's you know cuz it's easy to to comment behind this yeah. computer screen yeah. or something like that and so it's like if more people are able to get that help then a lot more in their life can change than just like themselves that can help you know somebody else. Yeah. So but, um, but yeah, so we'll just kind of, I guess, wrap it up from here. Yeah, real, real quick, um, your next event. We got that on. I, I want you to talk about your next event. Uh, September 23rd. On Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. <laughs> you up. On Thursday, uh, Inspire Hope and Healing, Jamie Waymar, LLC, 530 to 7. Um, find, finding yourself after a child loss. 
Oh, that's an old. That's oh, not. That's a, an old one. I don't even know what oh, that is. Don't okay. say that. No, okay. no, no. I really do have an event. Okay, on. she does have an event. I was mistaken. But it is not that it's one. It's not this one. She's I'm gonna. Like, oh my gosh! I don't think I have that. No, 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 no. So, so I am, am a part of a group in the Northland. So, for those of you that live in Kansas City in the Northland, I know this that there's people listening everywhere, but. Um, I am, I'm a coordinator for a group called Casey Northline Strong, and it, we're all about building healthy, equitable, trauma-informed community. And so um, on Thursday from 1 to, one to 4, um, there's a trauma and resilience workshop that I'm leading at the um, Platte County Health Department in Parkville. Uh, you can sign up through, if you go to Casey Northline Strong, the event's on there. Um, my LLC page is Jamie Waymeyer LLC. That's how you can find it. Um, and that has um, that has lots of other things on it as well. Um, when I'm doing presentations, trainings in the area, I have a blog, and so I post my blog on there. Um, so I'm I have too many things I can't track. <laughs> and also, it's Facebook, and I'm trying to get better at Instagram because I because y'all are important to me that are that are <laughs> in that twenty something age range. I know I need to do better at Instagram. Yeah. So I do have an Instagram um, account for my LLC and for Casey Northland Strong. So we'll we'll um, make sure too because every so every time um, we we drop the, the podcast live, usually at nine so like nine tomorrow, we'll we'll post on there and we can, you know, Tag all of your. We'll have all your stuff all your, tagged, and yeah. it'll be in this and yeah, you know, okay. in the description. Awesome. We'll make sure so. people have an easy way to find it. But that's awesome. But um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of your evening to come speak with us. Yeah. Um, it's been been a true pleasure, and it's awesome the work that you're doing, the work that you'll continue to do. Um, I've definitely taken a few things away from this as to what I can try to incorporate in my own daily and weekly activities in the mornings before I go to bed things like that we knew this episode was going to be a great one yeah um, mm-hmm. we, we, we just knew it. we had a feeling we've had a great conversation I like Connor said I hope everyone took away some great things we have great connections here reach out to anybody Jamie myself Connor um, if you if you're if you need to talk to someone if you're struggling um, Jamie, feel free to give your final remarks and we'll kind of sign off here. Well, my really my final remarks are um, thank you for letting me um, share with you guys today. Um, first and foremost, um, Chandler, I'm so very proud of you. You should know that up front, rock star. Um, and what you guys are doing today um, and on this podcast is being vulnerable and putting yourselves out there and... Um, Man, that's what builds resilience. That's what's gonna. That's what. That's what young men need to hear and see as an example. So, from my from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, uh, I'd like to dedicate this episode to uh, the loving Waymeyer family and Jake, and all the people who have been affected by his loss. Uh, go ahead, Connor, to run us out. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Once again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, And as always, we love you guys and stay steady. Stay steady. Thank you.